I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. It's time for us to set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. And of course, a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Now, today we shall continue to explore what are the other common reasons why it's so difficult for us to handle the truth, particularly when the truth is not in our favor. So, recap last week.、Uh, the first reason is cognitive dissonance, and the second is self-esteem protection. So, if you have not listened to that episode, I suggest you do so because it's a deliberate sequence. 
All right. So without further ado, let's continue. The third common reason、uh, why it's so difficult for us to handle the truth sometimes is because of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Now this is not new, right? If you know my work, then you know I advocate to having a growth mindset. Why, Dr. Carol Dweck? A psychology professor at Stanford University. Her work focuses on why people succeed and how it is possible to foster their success by having a growth mindset. Dr. Dweck defined fixed and growth mindsets in an interview, and this is what she said: In a fixed mindset, students believe their basic abilities, their intelligence, their、uh, talents are just fixed traits. They have a certain amount, and that's that. And then their goal becomes to look smart all the time and never to look dumb. In a growth mindset, students understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort, good teaching, and persistence. In other words, continuous learning. They don't necessarily think everyone's the same. Or anyone can be Einstein, but they believe everyone can get smarter if they work at it. Again, continuous learning and development. According to Dr. Dweck, individuals may not necessarily be aware of their own mindset. However, their mindset can still be discerned based on their behavior. Being especially evident in their reaction to failure. Now, Dweck has described fixed mindset individuals as dreading failure because it is a negative statement on their basic abilities, while growth mindset individuals do not mind or fear failure as much. Because they realize their performance can be improved, and learning comes from failure. And according to Dr. Dweck, these two mindsets play an important role in all aspects of a person's life. She argues that the growth mindset allows a person to live a less stressful and more successful life. Dr. Dweck also explained that a growth mindset is not just about effort. She says the growth mindset was intended to help close achievement gaps, not hide them. It is about telling the truth, my audience, truth about a student's current achievement, and then together doing something about it, helping them become. Smarter and more educated. She also warns of the dangers of praising intelligence, as it puts children in a fixed mindset, and they will not want to be challenged because they will not want to look stupid, right, or make a mistake. So praising children's intelligence can harm motivation and it harms performance. If parents want to give their children a gift. The best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, be curious, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, 
and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. So there you have it, my audience. The benefits of having a growth mindset, and the lack of it with a fixed mindset, we tend to resist acknowledging our shortcomings, fearing it implies a lack of inherent talent. And then, most likely, we will loop back to the second reason of why we struggle to accept or handle the truth about our shortcomings, and that is to protect our self-esteem. The next common reason is social comparison and norms. So studies in social comparison theory, such as those、uh, by Dr. Leon Festinger, indicate that people evaluate themselves through social comparisons. Therefore, I often say comparisons kill joy. Admitting shortcomings may be difficult when societal norms or peer comparisons emphasize success and achievement. Therefore, making individuals reluctant to admit imperfections. The last one I'm going to share in this episode is fear of judgment. Now, empirical work on social psychology again and self-presentation, like studies done by Dr. Mark Leary, suggests that individuals often fear negative evaluation from others. So acknowledging shortcomings may lead to perceived judgment, embarrassment, or even shame, creating a barrier of self-awareness. Now, again, let me emphasize that these findings—the ones that I shared with you—are general trends and may not apply universally. Okay, so individual responses to feedback and self-awareness are influenced by a multitude of factors, such as personality, upbringing, cultural background, and current life circumstances. Now, additionally, the field of psychology is dynamic, so new researchers. Will continue to provide further insights into this complex phenomenon. Having said that, the inability to handle the truth often intersects with insecurities. Insecure individuals tend to be more sensitive to feedback that challenges their self-image. So, admitting shortcomings may be perceived as a threat to one's competence or worth, triggering defensive reactions to protect against feelings of inadequacy. Now, mind you, my audience, we all have insecurities. Okay, that's normal. However, it is our responsibility to examine and challenge our insecurities, so that we are conscious and aware of them, instead of letting our insecurities to govern our life, or worse, acting out unconsciously. 
So there you have it, my audience. Understanding these psychological mechanisms can shed light on why we struggle to accept uncomfortable truths. Overcoming these barriers often requires a willingness to engage in self-reflection, cultivate a growth mindset, and develop emotional resilience. Having a supportive and constructive environment can also play a crucial role in fostering openness to feedback and self-awareness. So, needless to say, my audience, cultivating an ability to handle the truth and develop greater self-awareness is a valuable personal growth endeavor. Would you not say? Here are some practical tools. I already mentioned earlier is to adopt a growth mindset. Another is to seek constructive feedback. How do we do that? Actively seek feedback from trusted friends, mentors, or colleagues. Create an environment where constructive criticism is valued, and use feedback as a tool for personal and professional development. Now, this approach. Helps in understanding blind spots and areas for improvement. You can even seek professional help for that. Next is to challenge cognitive distortions. We do that by identifying and challenging cognitive distortions or irrational thoughts, meaning to examine and recognizing negative thinking patterns that hinder. Self-acceptance and truth acknowledgement. As a matter of fact, I have published two episodes on thought patterns that don't serve you. So, if you wish to embrace a growth mindset by learning more, I suggest you go back to the archive and have a listen to "Thought Patterns That Don't Serve You," Part One and. Two that I published、uh, in April, I think, last year. Another good way is to celebrate successes and learn from failures. So acknowledge and celebrate personal successes, no matter how small. Similarly, view failures as opportunities to learn and grow. Embracing both successes and failures contributes to a more balanced and realistic self-perception. Last and not least, of course, is professional support. Consider seeking guidance from a therapist or counselor. Professional support can provide an objective perspective, offer tools for self-discovery, and facilitate a deeper understanding. Of oneself. So, my dear audience, remember: personal growth is a continuous journey, and these tools that I just shared with you can be adapted to fit individual preferences and needs. Consistency and patience are key as individuals work towards cultivating a mindset that embraces the truth. And values self-awareness. So, thank you for listening, my dear audience. I appreciate you. And until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage 
to be honest and handle the truth, even when it's not in your favor. So bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O.com. Mm-hmm.